Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 31 of the Debt Free Dad podcast. Guys, it's coming. It's actually less than five months away. And if you couldn't tell from my fabulous hat on YouTube, yes, the holiday shopping season is approaching. And today we are sharing tips to help you prepare early so you can have more time to enjoy the holidays and not stress about your finances. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 everybody. You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad, and welcome to today's show. So we are in the thick of summer. Actually, we before we were just started recording this, we were talking about how hot it is. I just got done with our family summer vacation, and it was like 92 degrees the whole entire vacation. And uh, I know right now, this time of year, we're in late July. The last thing that we're thinking about is, well, if you're from where we're from, at least Amber and I, snow and <laughs> cold. If you're like Ryan, it just gets mild, right? But we're not even really thinking about December. But there is something big coming on the horizon. And if you're not careful, this can put you further in the hole when it comes to debt. And if you're not preparing for it, it could come back to bite you. And for many of us, this is the absolute last thing on our minds this time of year. But the holiday shopping season and Christmas are less than five months away. Guys, can you believe that? That's crazy. No, it makes me think of snow and I just don't even want to think about it. So, guys, what's your what's uh, your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, Christmas Vacation. Like Miracle. this Miracle. Christmas Vacation? Oh. <laughs> it's that time. Christmas time is here. Okay, that's My all we're going to... always makes me watch this movie, <laughs> just so you know. It is. You And you probably don't like it, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's a guy's I, movie. It totally it's definitely is. Definitely a guy movie. My wife likes it though. She actually she actually appreciates Christmas Vacation. So uh, we watch it every year. It's a classic. And yeah, what's crazy though about Christmas Vacation is that it wasn't always what it is today, was it? Like I don't ever remember in like the nineties, like because it came out in the late eighties. I don't ever remember in the nineties it being as you know, as big or as cultural phenomenon as it's become now where we actually have the moose mugs in our house and all the fun stuff. Right. But it wasn't like that a long time ago. It, it all of a sudden like rebirthed itself. And like, I don't know, was it like two thousands and it's just in the last like 15 years, I think it's become even more popular. Yeah. It's uh there. They do a showing here. You have to, in the town I live in, they do like at this, at the square, they do a showing every year. You have to come dressed as your favorite Christmas vacation uh, character and stuff. So it has kind of taken on a life of its own in a different way now. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. And then you go to the stores, they got the ornaments now and all sorts of stuff, but it's a great movie. We decided to play a little clip. Hopefully we won't get in trouble for that, but <laughs> all right. So why do we need to talk about this stuff and, and holidays? Well, check out some of these numbers from 2019. The holiday retail sales are expected to, were expected to increase by about 4% in 2019, adding up to a whopping estimated $730 billion. 
dollars. That's what they were estimated spending in 2019, which breaks down to about a thousand forty-eight dollars per person being spent on holiday expenses. According to a SunTrust holiday survey, 43% feel pressured to spend more than what they can afford this season. 43%. That's almost one out of two people are feeling that pressure and that marketing. Nearly seven in 10 Americans, 69% said that they would skip. Listen, this is crazy. I was, I love sharing the statistics every year because it's mind blowing that we don't talk about this more. But 69% said they would rather skip exchanging gifts this holiday season if their friends and family agreed to it, according to a new survey conducted online by Harris Poll on behalf of SunTrust Banks. That's almost seven out of 10. That's that that's mind blowing, guys. But it's I, I don't think it is at all. Really? I think people are just nervous to talk about it. Right. I, I brought it up a couple years ago and everybody on that side of the family was like, oh, my gosh. Yes, please. Let's let's make a change. Really? And we did. And we ended up instead of not gifting, we did. We had to re-gift something. So we re-gifted something and we just did a funny gift exchange at the house and we just took something that we weren't using anymore and we re-gifted it. So we're just going to keep trying and doing that instead of buying everybody gifts all the time. Yeah. But I know, fun. like, our family's really spread out now. Like, But Ryan, when you lived closer, well, you lived in town and dad lived in town and we all lived here, we did gift exchanges and then we went down to like, I think we went down to like one gift and then we did, then we eventually went to like a bigger elephant gift and then we were eventually like, we're not doing gifts anymore. <laughs> right. I think that's what we got to. Now we don't do gifts for anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, um, I, I think, it, I don't know, it's, it, I think as, as a, for me, I guess as the, as our culture has shifted, it used to be, you know, where it, it, you would buy gifts, you know, but it kind of got to, it gets to the point where like, I give you a Lowe's gift card and you give me a Lowe's gift card. Cool. Right. I doesn't really say much anymore. So it's like, if, if your gift giving is involving giving each other gift cards, it's like, yeah, I'll just rather keep my money for myself. Like right. I just right. don't really, you know, I don't really want a gift card to somewhere where maybe I don't really want it to. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the gift cards either for sure. And especially for that same reason you just pointed out, especially when you do the restaurants, you know, you get, you'll do the restaurants that you could pick from like the four or five different restaurants and you give each other the same exact one. It's like, sweet. <laughs> and the last statistic we want to share is the majority of those who spend time buying or making gifts, 60% said that they would much rather spend more time with friends and family if they didn't have to worry about gifts. So think about that. So they would rather give up having to run around to the stores and all of that. They would rather just spend time hanging out and enjoying the holidays. Now, me personally, I'm probably a big part of that statistic for sure. So you know, why are these statistics here and why does this, some of this stuff happen? And, and believe it or not, a lot of people are going into debt to afford these holiday expenses, but the answer is pretty simple. We just fail to plan. And, and another part of it, a big part of it is all because of marketing. Also nearly eight out of 10 people right now, according to careerbuilder.com are living paycheck to paycheck the rest of the year, which means that many people have got very little wiggle room to actually put away some extra dough for the holidays. But there are some really easy things, especially because it's July. You've got five months to prepare and plan. There are some things that you can start working on right now here today to help ease a lot of the financial stress that is going to happen uh, come November. Also, when it comes to the pandemic and COVID-19 and 
no matter where we're at with that, uh, who knows what the holidays are going to look like this year, but it's better to be having that plan, being prepared and ready to go so you don't feel any more of that stress around the holidays. But the first one is you've got to make a list and check it twice, right? Uh, just like the old Santa Claus song. But um, it's all about getting started early. And like for us, we're going to talk a little bit about this here coming up, but we already know how much money we're going to spend on Christmas. We know every single year the budget that we're going to use. It doesn't change. Uh, and so we systematically just know how much money to put aside and also what times of the year we're going to start shopping and looking for things. And being that we've got that plan uh, and having that list of people we want to buy for and things that are coming up, it's really easy and it takes a lot of the stress out of the situation. There's no question. You got to be careful too. If you're going to plan now and start shopping now, again, check that list twice because you don't want to be buying somebody way more. And then, oops, I didn't realize I already had all this for them now. Oh, well, their sister now needs all that much too. So you got to be careful that you're not overspending by starting way too early either. Have that list, keep track of it. And if you're struggling, you know, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're struggling every Christmas, um, make a list of the people that are really important. And it's possible that you're not maybe going to buy for some people or like Amber said, I think sometimes it just takes someone with enough courage to say something and maybe someone's like, yeah, you know, we really don't need to buy as much. Or, you know, suddenly the conversation happens and your budget comes down because everyone agrees to only spend half of what you normally spend. You know, what you're feeling is probably what other people in your family are feeling. It's just nobody's talking about it. So don't feel the pressure of, well, in the years past, I've always spent whatever, $500 per person that I have to keep doing that. You know, that list and checking it twice might mean that that's going to get cut down significantly. Yep. I think the only thing I would do is just caution, you know, if, if you do have a family that does do that is just caution on how you approach it. Because uh, I've had roots members who have had huge falling outs in their family and not necessarily like life altering falling outs, but a big blow up because they just took a stand for their financial lives and just said, I can't afford to keep doing this every year. I, I, I'm behind on my electric bill as it is. I'm behind in credit cards or whatever it is. And I can't just buy gifts anymore. Like it's just not happening. So just be prepared though. And, and going into it, that that may not be received well, but at the end of the day, it's still okay. You have to take care of you first. You have to fill up your coffee cup first before you can fill up everybody else's, all right? So uh, make sure you got the confidence going into that situation, though. Uh, also, just make sure that, you know, the estimates are just okay at this point. You know, again, it's July, or if you plan on starting to plan for this on a regular basis or a monthly basis year long, is that it's all about estimates. It's, it's not about getting things absolutely down to the to the penny. And, and don't beat yourself up if you get to the holidays and you weren't exactly perfect with it. It's just about getting somewhat of a plan put together now. Uh, other thing you got to work on too is accounting for other expenses besides just say gift giving. And we're going to have a whole podcast actually coming up on this whole idea of secondary expenses because I think secondary expenses are some of the most costly expenses and, and really the expenses that keep a lot of people in debt with some of the purchases and things that we're doing. And one of the things or second, some of the secondary expenses that come with the holidays are things like um, going out to eat. I know in our family, we talk about this in, in Roots all the time. I know in our family, we tend to go out to eat more in December than any other month. 
And we finally figured that out after years of budgeting and planning. And why are we busting our budget? Well, that's because we're running around. We're doing things. We don't have much of a plan for meals or anything like that. So what are we always doing? We're always going out to eat. And it's not just with other people. Sometimes it's just with our own family because we just run out of time because the holidays get busy. So uh, things like decorations, trees, donations that you might give. Uh, all of these things are great and need to be a part of that plan, but make sure you account for them. Yeah, I think this was our biggest budget buster over the holidays because I could plan for gifts and I know kind of what I'm spending on people. And then all of a sudden the holidays happen and, oh my gosh, I got to get this. I got to get this extra stuff. We have more alcohol. We got to go on this dinner. We got to bring something. It was, it's just all that added up stuff. Definitely. All right, guys, we'll be right back after the commercial. We're going to share a couple more tips on how to ease financial stress this coming holiday shopping season. Stay tuned. Do you ever wonder why you can't make progress on this money stuff? You know, does it seem that no matter what you try or what you do, you just can't seem to get ahead? That's frustrating. And I know because I've been there. Nobody wants to be broke. Nobody in their right mind chooses this or signs up for this because being broke and dealing with financial stress stinks. Now, over the years, as I was coaching my members, I started to see a reoccurring theme, and a lot of them had the same types of bad money habits that were keeping them stuck and keeping them broke and living that paycheck-to-paycheck life, and in many cases, making their situation so much worse. That's why I went ahead and I created a free course called 10 Red Money Flags that are keeping you broke and how to fix them. And here's the deal. Understanding your bad habits is a great start, but How do you fix these habits and these behaviors that have brought you to where you are today? And that's what this course is really all about. Now, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get a downloadable PDF worksheet, 10 video lessons, action items so that you can actually get started and see major changes in your financial life. And you're going to get access to my private Facebook group called Life Without Payments. So you get ongoing support and accountability, not only from thousands of other people, but also from me. We want to take away the confusion and make it as easy as possible to get started. So head on over to therealdebtfreedad.com, click on tools and courses in the menu, and get free access to this course today. There we go. Hey, guys, we are back today and talking about how to kick holiday financial stress in July. So the next great benefit of planning early and having a uh, plan in place now is that you get to take advantage of early sales and take a lot of the stress off of your life come November and December. Uh, This is what I love about it. And we don't really shop, or at least Sarah and I, we don't really shop this early in July, but... Uh, we'll definitely start keeping our eyes on things come early October. And we'll have a lot of the stuff that we want to get done, usually done by Thanksgiving, usually. Uh, And then we only have to go out for so many things come, you know, the actual crazy shopping season. Now, me personally, I like that. Uh, It takes a lot of stress out. And and you've got to make your own decision here. There are some people who just genuinely enjoy being a part of uh, the frenzy of holiday shopping. Now, I don't know what that's going to look like this year with the pandemic, if that's going to be the same or not, but uh, us personally, we we tend to try to avoid that. We do a lot of online shopping. I love doing online shopping, staying away from the stores. It helps us stay on budget more. We're not distracted by all the other shiny things that are out there. So that's what I love about being able to save uh, monthly, having that plan yearly, knowing exactly how much we want to spend because, again, those early sales come up, see the things that we want to buy, and we're able to take advantage of those deals. And I think too, um, and I did not, this is not my idea. I think it was a Roots member um, said, 
if you have a hard time saving for the holidays, maybe having that money there is hard for you. Um, gift cards. So if you always shop at certain stores for people, buy a gift card, tuck it away, and then use the gift card closer to the holidays to shop for that person. Not give the gift card to them, but go shop for them. <laughs> right. That's a great that's a great tip. Yep. I think one of the things that's helped us too, well, I shouldn't say help, but I think it's been a benefit is like sometimes your kids they'll say things throughout the year or people, you know, you know, mention like, Hey, um, you know, I really want this one thing. Well, as the year progresses, if it becomes kind of that hot item, you know, those sorts of things can be hard to find. So if you'd kind of have that money set aside and someone mentions it, you kind of just have that ability while it's fresh in your mind, you know, maybe you don't get the best sale on it, but you get the item and you have something that somebody really wanted that you didn't forget to write down or things like that. Yep. Absolutely. Last thing we want to share with you guys here today is is all about making it automatic. And, you know, it's amazing to me how many times, and I've used the excuse too, especially when I use debt, is that, you know, we always use the excuse, oh, the holidays just snuck up on me this year or, you know, whatever. And then you, you use that excuse to go into debt. And the, the thing, though, is, is that the holidays are the same time every single year. They don't change. If you celebrate Christmas, it's on December 25th every single year. It hasn't ever changed. No. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so think about how you can make it more automatic in your budgeting, all right? This is what I do for our insurance. This is what I do for yearly expenses. I mean, all sorts of different things. And and what we'll do is just create what is called a sinking fund. And all we're going to do is create a total of a goal amount, okay? So let's just use $1,200 as our number. And by the way, that's our holiday budget. We just let that cat out of the bag so everyone knows. $1,200 <laughs> is what we spend on the holidays every year. And so what we do is we take 100 bucks per month, and I automatically have it taken out. I don't do it. I actually have a transfer set up in my bank account to have it automatically done for me. So I don't even really see the money. And that's what's really important. And this really kind of goes for any type of sinking funds that you might have or things that you're saving up for, uh, buying a car or whatever it might be, is that if you have that stuff automatically taken from your bank accounts, especially at the beginning of the month, uh, you don't ever even miss the money. And then when it's time to use that money, you go into that account and magically it's all there. Uh, and I love it. I love the automatic savings plan and just doing it every single month. Now, again, like Ryan said, if Christmas and the holidays are tough for you, if right now in July is tough for you, yeah, by no means are we telling you that, you know, you should start doing this right now and stop paying some other bill. No, you need to work up to this point, but you'll find that a lot of the financial stress that you might be dealing with during the holidays is if you just do it monthly, you won't have to deal with that stress all at one time one time throughout the year. Yeah. One of the things that we struggled with, maybe, maybe you can talk about this a little bit too, is we struggled with the, that mindset of the holiday snuck up on us. Um, and so we would charge it. We would charge a bunch of stuff and it probably was in a lot of cases right around this time where we finally paid a lot of that off, you know, probably June, May, June, July, somewhere in there is probably when we finally paid I guess in a way finally paid those credit cards off. So then you're back to July and you're only five months away from Christmas and you don't have enough time to save up what you normally spend anyway. So for us, what we just did, and it was a sacrifice kind of going back to a lot of our podcasts, we talk about sacrifices. We just said, we're going to have a really small Christmas one year because you can't 
we couldn't figure out a way to get ahead if we just kept spending what we were spending. So we just had to kind of do it small. And then when January started, we did get very specific and said, this is what we'll budget. And then we budgeted that for the rest of the year. So like for us, like right now, if we only had five months left and we said we could only put a hundred dollars a month in there, then Christmas is 500 bucks. That's it. I'm sorry. That's what it is this year. I can't yeah. make it any different. Yeah, I did have a, I don't have a statistic here. Uh, unfortunately, I'll try, maybe I'll see if I can put it in the show notes. But at one time I did have a statistic point, like talking just to what Ryan said. And if I want, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was average, the average time it was going to take for someone to pay their holiday debt off. Uh, the majority of the people was going to take five months or longer to make that happen. So you're looking at May, June, by the time that they would have at least some of it paid off and some were even longer than May or June going into July, August, September. Um, so that is most certainly the case as far as when it comes to your kids. Cause Ryan, I mean, that's a great point, but w- what I have found is at least with our roots members is that if you are struggling and you, and you want to have this say smaller holiday season and being able to work on the following year is just get your kids involved with the, with what's going on with your finances. And I think you're going to find that most most kids and have been are extremely understanding of the situation, and a lot of them are willing to actually be helpful in the situation because they start to see what's happening and what's going on and what you guys are trying to achieve. So it's the same thing when it comes to any of this personal finance stuff, but Christmas especially and the holidays, it's it's okay to talk to your kids about how stressful it can be and how much it is. Now, again, when you got the whole Santa Claus thing in there, so for young kids, may not be the right appropriate time for them. <laughs> but but your older kids, the ones who are kind of out of that, right, uh, you can most certainly start chatting with them about some of these things and, and, just, and just telling them. And I think you're going to find that a lot of kids are very, very understanding of those things. Yeah. And, and just from my person, I mean, I, we, did a, we did that a lot. And I think our kids were, I mean, were they like kind of at first, like disappointed? Sure. Most kids don't, can't fully grasp it. So it's like, what, you know, I'm not going to get, but at the end of the day, they didn't really miss it. You know, I think it's our perception. It was my perception that we, that I had to provide this for them, for them to be happy. But reality is, is Christmas came and went and it was just as happy. They Mm -hmm. weren't like moping around the house all day. And yeah. You know. I don't think the memories we ha- I have anyways were not the gifts I got. They're definitely not over the holiday season. I couldn't tell you what kind of gifts I got. Yeah, that would be a great episode. We need to do one about that. Just that whole uh, mindset of giving your parent or giving your kids that magical, right? That magical experience, that Christmas. I think that would be a great show. Because I, I think, Ryan, like you said, I think there's a lot of parents out there that probably struggle with that. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it, especially when you think about the whole idea of, you know, the presents under the tree and, you know, give them that picture perfect thing. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about it that a lot of people are struggling with that, too. So, uh, all right, guys. So those are some great tips to help you ease some financial stress when it comes to the holidays. And again, only four. So not very challenging, not very difficult, just things that you need to start kind of thinking about right now. Remember, the, one of the best ways to stay out of debt is to be able to look towards the future and see what's kind of coming down the pipeline that's going to put you into debt. And for a lot of people, that is the holiday shopping season. So have a plan and uh, ease a lot of that financial stress and, and you'll be happy, so much happier five months from now and uh, a lot less stressed out for sure. Hey, hey, what's inside? I thought this was a party. Let's dance! <laughs> 
All right. That song means it's time for the celebrations of the show. Today, we're going to kick it off with Cassandra Lawrence. She says, we turned down eating out twice this week. Say no and making those sacrifices. That's awesome. Good for you. Sam Lamb, we saved money on groceries before going out to the lake by going through the food in the house and being creative. Awesome. Way to go, Sam. Uh, Gretchen Magura, I paid $2,480.40 towards my debt this week. That is absolutely fantastic. And with that amount, she has surpassed paying off over $20,000 now in the last 18 months on a single income, mind you. Wow. Uh, Just amazing. If you haven't checked out Gretchen's podcast from several months ago, uh, make sure you check that out. Just uh, an amazing comeback story. Lacey Love picked up a few extra days this week at work to be able to rebuild my emergency fund. There you go. More sacrifice payoff. It's a great job. Tina Carrier, credit cards continue to be at zero balance. Paying things off as purchases are done. Only the essentials. No bank overdraft fees in a little over two months. Heck yeah. Way to go, Tina. That is huge, by the way. No bank overdraft fees. It's crazy. The statistic I just recently read was over $30 billion a year banks make off of overdraft fees. Billion with a B. Uh, That is a huge amount of savings if you can clean those things up. So great job, Tina. Great job, everyone else who's working their way towards financial freedom. And thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback, and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts. We read every single one of those. And as you know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you, and we will see you on an upcoming episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com.